This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back, we're back. Another week, another episode. So without further ado, let's get it, let's go. First things first, the Cowboys have acquired Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders in a trade. So the Dallas Cowboys have added some depth to their offensive line. We'll see how Hankins works out. Moving forward. Late last night, around 8 o'clock, the Jets went out and traded for Jaguars running back James Robinson after Brees Hall suffered a season-ending knee injury. The Jets are going to send a 2023 conditional six-round pick to the Jags, which becomes a fifth-rounder if Robinson rushes for 600 yards this season. So we'll see how that works out. The Patriots got the Jets upcoming. We're going to see what happens here. Moving forward. So Matt Ryan has been benched for the remainder of the season. Sam Ellinger is going to start for that remaining period. Jill, what are your thoughts about Matt Matt Ryan being benched? Uh, Good. Uh, No, in all seriousness, I think I'm a big Matt Ryan defender. We cannot forget that he is, if you look at his stats, he is one of the better quarterbacks that the league has seen. And it's always amazing because he's always in a system that just can never capitalize on his talent. Uh, I think he is an elder quarterback. I would not be surprised to see him retiring. I just, again, and it's not even that I blame Matt Ryan as much as I think it's just Frank Reich is definitely not the answer. Uh, So I don't think the next quarterback is going to be as successful as they think he's going to be. Um, So I think the bigger common denominator is the coach of Matt Ryan because uh, it's not worked out for him in past. Totally. Nick? So, yeah, I mean, she kind of hit it on the spot there. Seems like the, each quarterback that goes to the Colts, it's, like, it's, a, it's another revolving door. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the next quarterback, and then next year we're going to have a new one there. Matt Ryan, it looks like uh, Father Time has caught up with him. And it, I think it's going to – it caught up with a, other, a few other QBs this year too. But – uh, I don't think the Colts are going to win very much games from here on out. So, totally, totally, Jake. Uh, I love it. You know, I've been a big Texas fan since I was a kid. So seeing uh, Sam Ellinger come in and play in the NFL, I'm a big, big, big fan of it. Um, I think he's actually do better than Matt Ryan. I think Ellinger was a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback at Texas for the four years he was with us. Um, you know, he beat George in the Sugar Bowl. So I think he's a really good quarterback. Matt Ryan has struggled. I think he led the league in like interceptions, fumbles, and sacks. So for the Colts to make this move, it could be deadly for them. So I think it was a good move for them to make the switch. Okay, totally. Ernesto? Uh, I agree with everyone basically saying that it is. Well, not everyone said it was a good move, but, you know, Jake said it was a good move, and I do agree with that it is a good move. Uh, in the preseason, Sam did really, really good for the Colts. I think he's someone that gives you some needy mobility. He's not the most mobile quarterback, but he could escape the pocket and run for a few yards here and there if he needs to. Uh, if it doesn't work, uh, I said this before we started recording, I'm going to double down. Another quarterback, that career is going to die in Indianapolis because that seems to where quarterbacks go to die is uh, Jared Goff will be the starting quarterback for the Colts next season. 
Total, and I will double down on that. If it doesn't work out, you guys, say, I know we've got our trade trade deadline coming out. Is it doesn't work out with Sam Ellinger? Is there, what do y'all do? Like, what do y'all foresee the Colts moving to kind of piggyback off of what Ernesto said here? Would you want him to go out and potentially make a trade before that deadline comes out? Like, what would you want to see here? I think they're still kind of like in the position where they could like tank. You know, you can take, you can get like a Bryce Young, a CJ Stroud. You can kind of tank for one of those young quarterbacks who are are going to hopefully, or we think, going to be a stud. Um, I know this this draft right here has like a lot of good quarterbacks in them, so definitely potential for them to tank and then go out and draft a quarterback. Okay, and that's not, but that's not an effective answer because even you're talking about Sam Ellinger and how excited you are because you watched him play in Texas. College and NFL are two very different games. Week after, or year after year, we see rookies come on. It's expected they're going to be incredible. They're going to be amazing. Look at Kenny Pickett. He comes up. He is doing okay, but, I mean, he's throwing picks. There's inconsistency. He's still learning the NFL. So even if you go tank, that's still not your answer because even though you get a guy that could be your franchise guy for the future, you can't go into it expecting he's going to be the stud. He's going to come out and be the next Tom Brady. That's That's the truth. Totally, totally. How hot is Frank Reich's hot seat right now? Goodbye. (laughs) All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Before we get into our game recap, let's take a quick minute here and acknowledge some of our sponsors. Sundays are a ritual in my house. One important part of that routine is drinking liquid IV. I love staying hydrated and liquid IV makes that so easy, especially when I have 12 hours of enjoying football ahead of me. There's so many delicious flavors. My personal favorite is passion fruit. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster than just water alone. Get 25% off and free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at checkout. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com and remember to use the code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast or click the link in the bio. First game we'll take a look out here, the Packers and the Commanders. It Surprising, surprises, surprises. Jill, I'm going to let you take it away. What were your thoughts watching this game? So I'm not going to – I know Joe is not on with us and Joe wants his five minutes of, of screaming about the Packers. I'm just going to say this. The Packers are exactly what – I thought the Packers were going to be better this season. Um, they are obviously not. And I got that at the week one. I went, that's the Packers <clears> team <throat> I should expect all season. So watching this game, that's exactly what I expected. And it happened. Uh, as for the commanders, I I said this at the beginning of the season. I'm going to say this now, and I'll probably be saying it at the end of the season still. Why they went out and got Carson Wentz is an absolute mystery to me. Tyler Heineke is the guy for that team. He finished off the season last year with them. They looked good. Uh, He's the winner. He showed up. He took care of what he needed to take care of. And I think that that's – he shined, and there should be no ifs, ands, or buts about seeing Tyler Heineke again. Uh, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson – Give, it, give me that run game all day. And I think they're really coming into their own with discovering that. So, you know what? They're going to be lethal on the ground. Uh, number one, though, the commander's defense 
has the tools to be beefed up, they need to start showing that beefed up defense. But if we remember last season, started off really slow midway through the season, which we're starting to get to, they all of a sudden came became really hot. So if they could just find that rhythm and get into it, I think we're going to look to see the NFC East be competitive and be very fun. Okay. Nick, what do you got? What are your thoughts on the game? So I, I keep saying this week after a week, where the, the Packers have no wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers anymore. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he expected this when he came out of retirement. Uh, and uh, I, I don't see any any like shining light at the end of the tunnel because they unless they do some type of trade that we have no idea that's going to come but uh they're just not looking good for for the commanders they i mean taylor heineke uh he kind of shocked me i knew i knew he could i knew he could play well but didn't think that he would beat the packers i think the packers lost on all three levels special teams defense offense they just didn't look good at all and they keep costing themselves these games so uh when you have a close game when you when you only lost by two to the commanders, uh, they should have won for sure, and they couldn't pull it out. Totally. Jake? I like Jill said, I think Heineke is the guy for them. You know, I don't think it was ever Carson Wentz. I think it was always Heineke. Of the Packers, they have no running game. I don't think AJ Dillon didn't do anything. Aaron Jones didn't do anything. So it all falls on Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones got me like 20 points in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> receiving <laughs> receiving i just they have no like running game i don't know i don't i think they both had under 50 rushing yards i yeah. believe but you know robinson and antonio gibson were just monsters in that game it's just and even i do i like the commander's defense too it's a young defense and they did all this lot chase young mm-hmm. so i just think the packers are kind of like the bucks they're just in a weird struggling hole that they got to get themselves out of totally totally i think there's two different holes <laughs> yeah 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 we're gonna get to the bucks here in a second but ernesto what are your thoughts on what happened with that game man the packers and the commander uh, well i told joe in the chat earlier i was gonna honor him so i do have to say this one thing packers are hot garbage <laughs> i mean you're you're speaking to the choir here buddy Oh, but gosh. I also need to say something because last week when we did our uh, our recap show uh, and I we spoke about Heineke taking over, Nick was there and I said Heineke was going to win this game and Heineke was a good quarterback. His accuracy is trash, but he plays with heart. He plays with grit and he plays his ass off. And I, t- I said last week I love Heineke and I expected this from him. He started off really slow. Uh, I'm o- I was 0-6 in fantasy football. I started Taylor Heineke this week, and I'm one and six now. So that kind of just goes to show some craziness. Uh, I have some notes from the game. Uh, Packers need receiving help, number one, something I've been preaching for the last three weeks in the chat and when I was on the podcast last week. DJ Moore, try and get him, please, or do something to help Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Jill mentioned their defense being relatively good and really, like, getting better. It was good last season, the last half, and I feel like that's what we're seeing again. The key factor people mention a lot is Chase Young is injured. He hasn't played this year yet. Since week 10 of last Since season. Since week 10 last season. 
And he is a big, big factor on that mm-hmm. defense, pressuring the quarterback coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. So with him, possibly a hope he returns this season. Um, that defense is just going to get better. Can they make a wild card run? It depends to be seen. I can't judge it off one week. Uh, we'll see what next week holds. But Commanders really, really did do me good because, again, I did bank on them to win. Uh, Packers, when Aaron Jones is your best receiver, you're not going to win football games. Totally. So, with that being said, <clears throat> we look at this Packers team, we look at what Aaron Rodgers said in the post game, coming out in a bathrobe saying, maybe this is what this team needs. <sighs> Are y'all hitting the panic button if you're in Green Bay? Like, where do you think you can turn it around? Do you think uh, it, we're getting. I will Go say ahead. this about both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I'm going to put them in the exact same opinion I have in that I think both of them have been in the league for so long. Both of them are a little bit more lackadaisical, especially heading into this season. And they are supposed to be the leaders of a team. And I think because they are taking a lackadaisical approach of being a leader of said team, I think that's why we're seeing both of these teams crumble because they really have no true definite leader that they need to be looking at and learning to play from that veteran status. And that's why I think we're seeing the ultimate crumble of both of these teams. I like that. I really do. Now it's a very interesting to watch this Packers team change. With that being said, y'all think going into the future, do you let Aaron Rodgers stay, or do you say, "Hey, man, let him go, go"? Yeah, let I think this go. is gonna. I think this will be his last year as a Packer. Absolutely. Jake, do you agree? Did do you were yeah. nodding your head. You agree? Okay. Or Nestle, you didn't. Go ahead. Someone said in the chat earlier, uh, yesterday or something like that, that they had that bold hot take that uh, Brady would retire and then the Bucks would trade for like Aaron Rodgers or something. Uh, I think that was in chat. I forgot who said it, but that was interesting. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, it. yeah, it's an interesting thing to watch <laughs> this happen. But let's continue to progress here. So our next shocking game here is the Bucks and the Panthers. I think it's safe to say, are we all in agreement that nobody saw this coming? Nobody? I like, did. Jill did pick it. Jill? <laughs> <laughs> You Here's look my into tip. your crystal ball. Tell me more. Right. Um, so again, just like I was going on about saying it, Aaron Rodgers, again, I mean it about Tom Brady. And I think that there's a big statement happening on that team of why it's crumbling apart. And I feel like, again, just looking at that leadership position, I'm not even going to go into Brady's personal life or the this or he's aging or the this. That's not even it. It's solely based on a leadership position. And he takes absolutely no accountability for any mistakes that he's making. Why last week we had to watch him chastise his offensive line. Now they're not performing, I understand, but where's his responsibility in being like, hey, maybe I did make this mistake. I did do this wrong. It seems like he's holding no accountability. He's not showing up to practice on certain days because he's entitled to needing it off because of his longevity in the game he's going to people's weddings traveling separate from the team again i think he needs to hold his accountability and what his point is 
of why there's a massive failure in this offense. Um, as for the Panthers, cleaning house, especially in the middle of the season, always changes things because you've got guys coming up that have wanted to be on the roster and now they have their opportunity to be on the roster. They're trying to show why they're worth the value, especially with a, the new, a new regime coming in, new head coach. You're getting all these draft picks and new players next season. Most likely we're probably going to see a new coach. This is just an interim head coach. So I was not shocked to see the Panthers capitalize on a very poor Bucks defense and offense, honestly. Totally. Nick, my brother, what you got for me? So I think that the uh, the Bucks overlooked this game, and they came into the week thinking Panthers just sold house. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. stomp them twenty eight zero or more, and uh, they show, they didn't show up to the game. And they didn't for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they let the uh, Foreman and Hubbard average over seven yards per carry. Uh, you're not gonna. That's not a winning formula when you're letting two the second and third uh, string running backs do that. That's pretty crazy. Uh, and then it looked like PJ, PJ Walker looked, looked like a, a pro bowler out there for, for the first time in his career. So uh, I it just I think that was a, a crazy game by the Panthers that they probably won't be able to replicate it again. But um, I think that we're seeing a trend here with the Bucks that they're not performing to their capability. And I don't think that they're a contender. I have one thing to say. I completely forgot to mention it. I shared this with everyone on the the topics. The last time a Tom Brady team was below 500 was in 2002, 20 years ago. That's another insane thing to think about. It really is. It really is. Uh, before we jump into Jake, Nick, did you have anything you want to add as well? Uh, no, that was it. Okay. Jake, what you got, buddy? I think Brady coming back was a huge mistake. He should have mm-hmm. retired. He hasn't looked good at all this season. I mean, you can't play football and go through a divorce you know those could the divorce we don't know if it's officially true but it is is official officially Mm -hmm. they have uh she has a divorce attorney it was a public knowledge then even so it's just you can't play football and go through a divorce your mind isn't gonna be in the right place i don't care who you are if you're tom brady that's not human he hasn't looked good at all this year. The whole Bucks team hasn't looked good at all this year. You know, the rushing game hasn't looked good. Mike Evans has been here and there. Chris Godwin has been hurt. Their defense hasn't looked good at all. It's just they are not the – I mean, maybe because Todd Bowles is the coach. I mean, he wasn't good with the Jets. Maybe he's just not that good of a head coach. But they haven't looked good at all. And if I was Brady, I, I know we said, you know, he has no retirement in his future, but he should definitely reconsider that. Totally, totally. Ernesto, my man, what you got for me? I think most of us are Patriots fans, so we still, I don't know if you supported Brady when he left, but I did. It hurts me to see him play so bad. Uh, oh. No, Joe's like, no, fuck him, he left. I'm with Joe, I'm with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, it's just for me, it's like, <clears throat> I think you, you need to take, you need to leave. Just retire. Retire now if you need to, bro. Like, too much in your personal life's going on. Like, now with the divorce lawyer thing being confirmed, like, that's just too much for you to take on and then have to go out there and play football. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you picked... I'm going to be straight up, he picked football over his wife and kids at this point. I think now it's going to cost him his wife, at least. Um, not the point. We're here to talk about sports. Packers shocked the world. 
And uh, PJ Walker was the XFL's best quarterback when he played the, the so, Yes, I remember the XFL because he played for the LA team, which I did see a few times. PJ Walker uh, was the XFL best, the best quarterback in the XFL. I think he's the only player from the XFL that actually got an NFL contract afterwards. Uh, really, really shocking performance. Uh, will he repeat it? Doubt it. But, but Bucks offensive line has been atrocious. So him grilling the offensive line and talking about Brady was justified that week because Brady's been on his back more than on his feet this season. Uh, but where's Brady his own needs, accountability for his, oh, he he's not to, been leading them? He hasn't, and you're 100% correct in that aspect. Uh, offensive line has been atrocious. Receivers have been banged up all season uh, mm-hmm. as well. So there's that. But still, I think it's Tom Bowles. I don't think a Bruce Aarons team would be 3-4. and four. I think they would be probably 5-2. and two. I could see them. I have a question. Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut your hosting duties, Brandon. You're good. Uh, <laughs> do you think we would have seen this performance if it was still Brady and Belichick together as a oh. coaching Oh, leader? yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think the divorcing is a huge part of this reason. I think him going through divorce, his but mind isn't at football. We all know Belichick is, I don't give a shit, do your job. So do you think that if Brady was going through this and he showed up to practice and was out of it, that Belichick would be, I don't, I don't, I think he would straight up be like, you need to snap out of it. You need to Does he have, kind of a question, does he have this Patriot offense or this Buccaneer offense? Uh, let's go this Patriots offense. Just switch no. out. I think he's time. even wor- I think he's even worse than he's doing. I don't. Too. I disagree with Jake. I think Bill Belichick would find a way to work around it. If you do see your quarterback agent and his ability to work around it, that's what he does. That's what Bill Belichick yeah. does. They'd be a run first offense instead of relying on Brady's aging arm to sling it all the time. The Patriots offensive yeah. line is a lot better than the Buccaneers. Their running game is a lot better than the Buccaneers. And as much as people talk smack about. The, the Patriots offense, if Tom Brady was there, I promise you, John, uh, John U. Smith and Hunter Henry would be Pro Bowls. Since they oh, got he loves his tight ends. Love he him. loves his tight ends. Uh, as much as Aaron Hernandez fucked up everything in his career, may he rest his soul even though he did bad things in his life. When the Patriots had Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, that was one of the best tight end duels in the NFL in Mm-hmm. The oh, yeah. Patriots team now is built for when you had Tom Brady. It's not built for Mac Jones or Zappy. It's built for when you had Tom Brady and you had those two monster tight ends yeah. out there destroying everything. Hunter Henry is really close to a Gronkowski build who's really big and strong. John Smith is like a Aaron Hernandez who's fast and elusive. Exactly. I agree. I think Belichick would just snap it into and be like, do your job. I don't think Todd Bowles has that ability to be a head coach to a player like Brady. He won't. I, mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't know if Belichick would be letting Brady miss practices. No. Anytime when he wants. Belichick People humbles lose their anyone. Jobs. He doesn't care yeah. that he's the exactly. goat. Belichick exactly. Will. exactly. People lose their jobs for being late to practice. Exactly. Yeah. In so, snow. <laughs> let me ask y'all this question. Who do you think can turn it around? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Or Brady and, uh, the Bucks. Who do you have more Aaron faith Rogers. in to write the shit? Aaron Rodgers. I'm a, I, I, I would say the Bucks just because they have more talent around them. They do have a good defense. 
and they do have more uh, offensive weapons around Brady than than Rogers does around him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would I... go Brady, and that's the only reason being is I also look at the NFC South. It's yeah, a very easy division. I mean, if we're talking individual performance, I say Rodgers, because on top of having everything going on with Brady, you also got Antonio Brown tweeting you every five seconds, which is also a dark cloud. He's blocked, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally, totally. I think the Antonio Brown stuff is something Brady could care less about. That's Yeah. (laughs) I think Antonio Brown should donate his live brain to scientists right now so they could be studying the effects of CTE on a live person. That's Oh. And that's not me trying to be rude or put a jab. I I'm not even a doctor or whatever, but I genuinely think something is not right upstairs and he should be heavily evaluated by neurologists. He, he really went south after the Vontez perfect uh, helmet to helmet in the playoff game. Yeah. It makes me, on the Antonio Brown thing, not to deviate here, I watched a video of his uh, an interview like right before he really took off in Pittsburgh, and it's insane to watch him speak then and then to watch him now in front of the camera. It's two different oh, people almost. Mike yeah. Tomlin knew. Mike Tomlin was like, let me get this off my plate. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. But let's get back and let's uh, look at our next game here. The Seahawks and the Chargers. Man, oh man, whatever Geno's cooking, I want it. Golly. Jake, I'll let you take it away. What did you think about the Seahawks and the Chargers, buddy? He's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. That's just plain and simple. Um, what did what did he say week one? They wrote me off. I didn't write back. Uh-huh. He's playing out of his mind. And then Kenneth Walker, the rookie, he is a dog. He is fast. He is quick. I thought he was going to be the RB1 in training camp. He is a machine. I mean, losing DK Metcalf is, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but they still got Tyler Lockett. They still have a, it's not a really that bad of an offense. And they're playing very well right now. I I don't think anyone saw this one coming either. Totally, totally, totally. Nick, what did you think about uh, Seahawks and Chargers, my man? So I think that uh, last week I was saying that the Jets may have the offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year, and now I have switched to the Seahawks. So I think Kenneth Walker is going to be offensive player or off- not offensive rookie of the year. And then Tariq Woolen, he, he has the stats to, to be defensive rookie of the year. Uh, it seems like they've rallied behind Pete Carroll, and they, Pete Carroll's putting in every every player in position to to win. And uh, it's like the complete opposite with the Chargers. I don't know what happened to Herbert. I don't know if it's his rib his rib affecting him, but he seems to not be wanting to hit guy that guys downfield, uh, and he's just checking it down to Austin Eckler almost every other play. So that's that's not going to be a winning formula when you're just checking it down to your uh, running back. Uh, and we need we need to see the we need to see the old Herbert from last year. Totally, totally. Jill, what you got for me? So I definitely was somebody to write the Seahawks off, and then very quickly during the season, I was like, I am in love with the Seahawks. I think that it they just have such a good program. They're I feel like they're so silent too in that NFC West. Like everyone's still talking about the Cardinals, the Rams, the 49ers. No one seems to be talking about the Seahawks. And that's usually good. Like being the silent team is always nice. Uh I think the Seahawks just they're uh, definitely a playoff contending team. I definitely would not put them in Super Bowl, 
Um, but I could see them making if make it through Wild Card Weekend into the second weekend to get knocked out. Um, as for the Chargers, I am disappointed. And I said this last week, and I'm sure I think I said it the week before. The AFC or AFC West has become the new NFC East. And for whatever reason, the NFC West East, switching my East and West, the NFC East became what we all thought the AFC West was going to be. Um, And I just, I am disappointed and I completely agree. I think it is Justin Herbert having an injury and it's definitely not being addressed just like I think Matthew Stafford still is struggling with an injury that's just not being addressed. Totally, totally. Ernesto, what were your thoughts on this game, man? Gino and Pete Carroll have showed Russell Wilson that you are just a blabbing shit quarterback that we knew you were going to be shit, so we just heisted the Denver Broncos again. Uh, Basically... Gino's been a lot better than Russell Wilson this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Carroll's been a sneaky head of the coach, uh, coach of the year candidate. Uh, I, I don't give a shit about records. I don't care. I hate when the coach with the best record wins. I feel like the coach that takes the least talented team and makes them into something should win coach of the year. Dable. Dable. Sala. Sala. Robert Sala. Robert mm-hmm. Sala, Pete Carroll could be in the conversation for that because these are guys that are taking a team that no one thought was going to be yep. that great, making them into something. And I agree with Nick. I think the ribs are affecting Herbert because how did you go from looking like mm-hmm. one of the strongest arms, one of the best deep-throwing quarterbacks into looking like Phillip Rivers in just two weeks? Totally, uh, totally. So I kinda, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I just have one more thing. The Chargers aren't as good as we thought they were. Their defense is not as great as we thought it was going to be. Because when they JC signed JC, huge. He, yeah. He 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 is out for the season apparently now. Khalil Mack hasn't been all that. Joey, they lost Joey Bosa though. So I understand injuries and the offensive line not performing to the way it should be. It's a lot of factors in it, but Chargers just were all hype and they haven't lived up to it this season. Totally, totally. So my question to you guys is, you look at the Seahawks team, you've got Geno at 32. Does it really lessen, like, do you go out and look for a quarterback this coming off season, Or do you just roll with Geno long, as long as you can? Well, they also have Drew Locke, we have to remember, who is still younger. So there's mm-hmm. the very real potential that Drew Locke is sitting on the bench. He's learning from Pete Carroll. He's learning from Geno Smith, really getting that in. And he he's already played games. He played in Denver where he wasn't terrible. Like, we're not going to put him up here and say he's the make-or-break quarterback of any team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth it to continue rolling with Geno, know that you have Drew Locke there, and then maybe, yeah, you do look at some options for quarterback, but know mm-hmm. that you probably have a good locker room underneath you. Okay. Okay. I can totally see – I can totally foresee that happening, you know. It's I agree a, with it, you. It's an interesting. It's interesting how the Seahawks team has uh, really worked itself out. I do have to ask though: Is there anywhere you could you'd want to see this team improve? Any position? Any anything along those lines? 
Offensive line. I think we could still beef that up some. Totally. Offensive totally. line. Defense, maybe a bit, even though you have really good defenders still. You have Jordan Brooks, who's been really good this season. Jamal uh, Williams should come back. <laughs> eventually. Oh eventually. Uh, yeah, but no, hopefully, uh, hopefully, and get healthy. All right. Offensive line. Let's look at the uh, last but certainly not least, the Patriots and the Bears. Jake, you were there. <laughs> Man, take us through watching this live. Take us through your thoughts uh, on this game. It was terrible. Um, you know, going into it, I don't think anyone in America had the Bears winning. I don't even think some of the Bears had the Bears winning. So going into it, you know, right from the get-go, you know, the Bears go down, they score a field goal, crowd is kind of quiet, Matt comes out, they go three and out, crowd's kind of quiet, Bears go down, they score a touchdown, crowd's even quieter, Matt comes in again, three and out, all right, you hear some boos, but not a lot. Then he throws the interception, you get the boos, and then you get the Zappy chance. Uh, I did really feel for Mac because I don't think he should have started that game. Um, I'm a firm believer in you don't play a player unless they're 100% healthy. You know, all week he was 85 to 90% healthy. You know, I know Zappi played well against the Browns and the Lions. I mean, those also were two of the two worst ranked defense, pass defenses in the league. But you, that's this is going to kill max confidence uh, you know this game is 100 percent on belichick because of what he did with the two quarterbacks he's handled it very poorly you know i'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for saying that but he just has handled it very poorly you know he's trying to hide you know trying to you know not have the team they're playing you know prepare for a quarterback just name a starter name it mac name it bailey just name a starter the Jets are going to plan for Bailey and Mac anyway, so I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to confuse. You know, the defense—they just—they can't play well against a mobile quarterback. You know, they can't play well against Allen. They can't play well against Lamar. They, they can't play well against Tua. Now they can't play well against Fields. You know, it was just one of those games that right from the jump, it just looked like they didn't even prepare for it. You know, they kind of. Kind of like what the maybe what the Bucks did with the Steelers and the Panthers. They just were like, ah, you know, it's the Bears. You know, they scored seven points against the Commanders. Eh, we can look past them. I this isn't a team anymore where you could pencil in a win. You know, use the pencil in. You know, all right, two wins against the Jets. You just pencil in a win here and there. You can't pencil in a, a winner at all with this Patriots team. So I just it's. It's one of those things where it's just really frustrating how Belichick has handled this offense because even last year with Jones, sorry, I'm really ranting. Um, last year with Jones, you know, his rookie year, they had an offensive-minded coach with McDaniels. He threw 22 touchdown passes. I know he wasn't. He got to the Pro Bowl because people backed out, but he still made the Pro Bowl. Led the team to the playoffs. You know, before the bye week, we're the hottest team in football. You bring in Patricia. You bring in Joe Judge. Joe Judge couldn't handle Daniel Jones, you know, Patricia couldn't even coach Detroit, you know, JoJo leaves, Daniel Jones is like a superstar now with table. You know, you can't bring in a defensive-minded coach. They're, they're ruining Mac. That's what they're doing. 
Totally. And that's what's really frustrating because Max is a good quarterback, but under the coaches that he has, he's he's gonna get ruined. Very good take, Jake. Very good. Uh, Jill, what were your thoughts <laughs> watching this game? Um, so number one, I am not a Matt Patricia fan. I don't understand why they brought him back on. Uh, I could do with seeing him gone personally. That's that. Um, as for Mac Jones, listen, last year, Mac Jones had one of the better rookie years out of uh, out of rookies we've seen. I think I think that there's the very real thing that Mac is not playing up to the standards of the Patriots offense this season. And we saw a lot more out of Zappy at the time when Mac was out with an injury. And I think there's a lot going on here because we've seen it under a Bill Belichick regime before where a starting quarterback, the guy you pay, ends up sitting on a bench and you have your rookie come up to play. So I think that's always something in the back of that and anybody's mind. I think if, especially if you're playing under Belichick, you have a Bledsoe Brady moment that's always going to be in the back of your mind. Not to mention the media piling that on to Mac Jones over the last couple of weeks as he's been injured because you know he's been sitting at home. He's probably been scrolling through seeing these comments be made. Uh, at the end of the day, he is the guy that is paid. The reason why Dak Prescott is paying, that's the guy that Dallas has paid. Mac is going to play. There's the talk that maybe at the end of the season and the offseason, who knows, maybe we see some changes or movements there. That's not for me to decide. I'm not front office. But I think that there is a lot mentally going on in a very young quarterback's mind, and that is why we saw a lot of mistakes go on. And the fact that he did get sat and bring Zappy on. That's a big deal. Again, got those things going on in the back of your mind. Your mind. The defense was atrocious. This was not even just an offensive fail of a game. This was both sides of the ball defense offense fail of a game. And I have nothing really to say about the Bears because I think realistically, I think the Bears played okay, not great football because that's the Bears way of playing. They just had opportunities to capitalize on a very piss poor performance from the Patriots and that's why it looked like such a big crazy score but it was more of a capitalization on their part totally totally Nick what are your thoughts on uh, what we saw last night Patriots and Bears so I think that I, I said it last week I didn't I didn't want us flip-flopping back and forth on QBs and I think Belichick played the, played his hand totally wrong the, the he said that it was his plan all along to play Mac and Zappy and everybody knows that's a lie. And uh, even the offense looked confused out there. Jacoby Myers after the game said it, it was tough to see Mac pulled like that. And uh, first off, if we, if we're, if we're bringing Mac back, like after a few games, you would like to get him into a rhythm, get him some flow, get him some easy throws. They just threw him out there. No easy throws. Run game was trash. And then after one bad play that he, he has where he had to scramble and throw it up, we take him out. Um, I just don't think that's any way to treat uh, a quarterback, even even if he's not your future quarterback. But Do you think, again, sorry for stealing oh, your worries. Do well, you think, again, so I, I just gave my opinion on him. Matt Patricia, and Jake was even saying, defensive-minded guy. Do you think the fact that Mac hasn't been playing the last couple weeks. Matt Patricia is a defensive guy, not an offensive guy trying to call plays. Do you think that there's a part of Bill Belichick that was just like, listen, this guy's been playing the last couple weeks. I, I need him to come in because 
clearly there's a disconnect between Mac and Matt. Well, you didn't, what I think is weird. I, if they had, Patricia and Belichick, if they had that conversation, you know, they were like, all right, we're gonna play two quarterbacks. We're gonna play Mac, we're gonna start Mac. And then if he struggles, we're gonna take him out. If you're Patricia, I think Patricia in the back of his head should have said, you know, no, let's stick with Zappi. Mac is not healthy. Zappi yeah. has kind of, I know it was too bad defense has balled out, won us two games, let's do it. I think Patricia was scared to talk to Belichick like that because he knows if he's not on the Patriots, he's not in the NFL. And <laughs> Bill got asked too, he was like, if I got it right here, Belichick, Belichick was asked if Mac Jones is healthy, is he your starter? Belichick goes, that's a hypothetical question. Well, that's a that's Bill. You can't. I know. I that's know. A Bill it's, just, answer. it's just a dumb answer because if he's not healthy, he shouldn't be playing. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just you can't be shocked by that. It gets so frustrating when he gives those short answers after a loss like that. As I'm like, I he's driving, never given a loss. <laughs> I know. It's just it's frustrating. It's just driving home last night. I just it was the longest drive of my life. It's only an hour away, but I felt like it was ten hours. It was very, very bad night. I mean, I know what Jake is saying because Jake wants, like, basically Belichick to lay all his cards on the table. But it's a situation of that's not who he is. He's more of a win, lose, or draw. He's going to keep it close to his chest. over decades of never seeing that. That should not be a shock to anyone. No, it's not a shock. It's always been, it's always been frustrating to me. And then last night, I just was like... Put the table over. I was like, I got it. <laughs> oh gosh, Ernesto, yeah. what did you think about the game, man? Right, <laughs> <laughs> there was depression. Uh, Bears aren't fucking good, but they made us look like a bunch of fucking bitches last night. I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm gonna say it. I mean, uh, I said it before we started that I think they. They probably rushed Mac back. I agree with that statement. Um, I think he made Zappy do something he wasn't ready to do, which is go out there and try and come back in a game that you need to pass first. I feel that we needed to sign an offensive coordinator. That was an offensive coordinator, not pencil ear, because he likes to have the pencil in his ear. Always. Fucking Matt Patricia. Uh, I mean, when they, they came out that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were going to be the offense corner that I was like, why? I mean, there's so many other people you can look at, even look at college if you need to. <clears throat> uh, Bears aren't good, so I'm not going to go into them, but I am going to go into the Patriots. Justin Fields is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL, and Judon had to put that whole pass rush on his back and get all of our sacks, basically. Like, we had no pressure from nobody. Dietrich Wise didn't do no pressure. Uh, Josh Oosh didn't do no pressure. Miles Bryant, why is he playing? Uh, yeah, there's guesses as good as mine. Uh, defense didn't look good at all. A lot of blown coverages, a lot of wide open passes to Dante Pettis and Daryl Mooney. It was really weird, too, because um, Judon and Wise didn't start the game. What interests me also, I'm sorry to cut you off, is... There you go, no, my bad. 
The Patriots let Hightower go because of the fact they wanted to get faster in middle linebackers for mobile quarterbacks, yet you keep getting destroyed by mobile quarterbacks. So what was yeah. the whole point? Like, yeah. I get Hightower moves like a fucking snail, but he was your defensive leader. Like, he would not let the defense fall back, go down. He well, also you saved you us in Super Bowl 50. About, you could say that, too, I feel like, about Van Noy. I, I don't... Exactly. I, that was a part of that defense. I, I never understood the movement of... I, yeah. I never understood why they let... I mean, I... And I was still a free agent. He's not signed. I mean, I know he's constantly in retirement. Just, we play yo-yo with... Uh, Jamie Collins, we caught him, we resign him, we caught him, we resign him. Like it's just I don't know. Also, um, too, yeah. I don't. On EEI today, they had Bailey Zappi on, and he said he didn't know he was playing until they went up to him. No one knew that if well, that that they were going to run the two quarterbacks. That's not an excuse for Bailey oh, no, Zappi. No. I'm sorry oh, no. because you should. I I don't care if you've never played the football game and it's week 18. You need to be prepared and ready oh, to be going in. So that's not an excuse for Zappy. No. I'm sorry. No, that's I wasn't. No, I wasn't making it like I wasn't trying to defend him as an excuse. I was just saying how there was no communication at all with him. Yeah. No, and that's in, that's also inexcusable. But I, 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 you need to be ready to go. I, don't I, care I gotta end are. this with no. Yeah, no, I gotta end this. I gotta end my take with a hot take. Take a hot take. Um, I think Zappy is gonna be the quarterback for them. For the season, I think he's gonna get the starting nod next next week, and they're gonna see how he does. And if he runs with it, Jake doesn't like this, but guess what, Jake? I said Derek Goff would be the cold starting quarterback. Put Mac Jones on that list too. Whoa. I Whoa. okay. So wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. So back back in the day, a few years ago, when Brady was out and Garoppolo had started. They, Belichick saw something in Garoppolo. And I know it's somewhat public, but not really public knowledge. I had a source at the time who was worked at the Boston Globe. Bill went to uh, Robert and said, I want Garoppolo as my starting quarterback. And the plan was to get rid of Brady. And then Brady had the relationship and went to Robert Kraft and went, absolutely not. And Robert Kraft overrode Bill Belichick. And that was why there was big tension that whole season and the rumors and the this and the that. Uh, I did hear that from someone that worked at the Boston Globe. So I know that from a firsthand account of that's what happened. If we do, if we look at it now, Mac is the guy they played. I foresee them using Mac throughout the rest of the season because, again, he's the guy they, they paid. I think in offseason, I do agree with Ernesto on the idea that I think Belichick likes Zappy a lot. And I think we see Mac gone. And I wouldn't be surprised. And it, Mac doesn't have the relationship with RKK like Brady did. So there's no overriding that decision. And I would, I'm with Ernesto and I would not be surprised at all if that's the news that comes out of the Patriots offseason. And I'm going to say this um, Bill, if you, when uh, Jake was there in person, I saw it on the TV. So I don't know what it looked like on the sideline. When you take out Mac Jones after three empty possessions and you go in and you put in Zappy and he throws for three for three and a passing touchdown in one series, that's going to turn heads. That's going to be like, okay, this kid come out doing what I want him to do. And I've I've said it for the last three weeks that Zappy is not scared to fucking throw the ball to Devontae Adams in one-on-one coverage. For, like, he literally did that in one of the first few throws he does. Mac Jones does it when it's in triple coverage or double coverage, and it's just not good situations, and that's the issue. QBIQ. 
It's yeah. just the IQ. Brady didn't have the best arm. Bailey Zappi's reports, he doesn't have a good arm. Doesn't have good accuracy. That's the same things we heard about Brady when he was coming out of college. Not a good arm, not accurate, but IQ. If you're a smart quarterback, the arm doesn't mean shit. You could do good. All you need to do yeah. as a quarterback is at least be able to throw 50 to 70, area, uh, 60 area at most. The one thing that I'll say and where I'll back up Mac is it looks like the play calling that they gave him was to sabotage him. And they it looked like they wanted him to do bad. I, he, I just didn't. I disagree. I think he tried to turn into a, a mobile You're the quarterback when he's the not. You're the, the team on the field. Audible out of a call. Exactly. I mean, I, you have that. I have no up. excuses on that. Mac That's is right. more of like a why guy, where Zappy's more of a yes sir kind of guy. That's exactly. where they're. That's where they're kind of finding a problem. Where like Patricia will call a call, Mac will be like, "Why are we doing this call?" And Zappy's like, "Let's do it." That's the. I also problem. again foresee. I don't think Mac has the balls to sit in center field and be told a call and then audible out of it and yeah, make, no, make right. the play and, and be the leader himself. I think look, I could see Zappy being that guy. And that's I, why I, 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 that's I where it's going. That, that if you have some conflicts, you know, obviously speak to them, you know. But who the fuck is Mac Jones to question Bill Belichick? I'm your quarterback. I'm your leader. I'm the guy exactly. you're putting at center field. I don't care. You are. I, I listen to you, but if I think that th there's a call that you said and I know yeah, I can yeah, audible I and get that. my guys to make a play, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm winning this game. I'm here. You pay me to win the game, and in the who uh, what was it? Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. That exactly. is what I'm paid to be here to do. I'm your quarterback. I'm your leader. I'm the guy that you have on the field, running these guys. One thing I do want to add, and I feel like it's kind of lost here, is for Max defense. You have your rookie year. You have McDaniel. Say what you will about that guy. Now you have all new in Patricia and Judge. You've got something all new you've got to learn, new tr things you've got to understand, incorporate, a new offense. It's something that was talked about. So I feel like oh, not much, but a little bit of slack has to be given in the sense of he's learning something completely new. Now, if McDaniels had stayed and this was year two, building off of what we learned off we of year We had an off-season training camp. You have practices you have preseason that's the same thing he was given last year going into it with mcdaniels we're at week almost week eight or we are at week eight <clears throat> why is that the production i'm getting it's very true now the question is if you roll with zap and he starts to struggle next season we're back at square one you know it's again who knows where we'll be with zappy next season but I think for I think again, they're not gonna not play Mac Jones. He is the guy they paid to be their starting quarterback. I think we just see the potential of off season some changes or talks about changes. I agree, but I also slightly disagree with you in the, that Mac will pay, will play. I do think if Mac is struggling again, he's gonna he's gonna get benched for the rest of the season. Because the Colts okay. are paying are the Colts are paying Matt Ryan a lot of money. They still didn't hesitate to bench him. Mitchell Trubisky got a brand new contract. They didn't hesitate to bench him. And, and does it? And Brandon's point but, it's two different scenarios. I understand that, but the simple fact is, Bill wants to win. And I said it last week on the podcast, Bill wants to fucking win. He doesn't give a shit if he's got to put Kobe Myers out there to throw the damn ball. If you could throw the ball better than what the hell's going on with the offense, I'm gonna put you out there. 
I'll say two things with that. If he wanted to win, he wouldn't hire a defensive-minded coach to call the offense. I just, I hate Patricia so much. I you had so many opportunities. You could have went out, you could have got Bill O'Brien. You know, maybe he didn't want to leave Alabama, but you could have got Bill O'Brien. You could have paid McDaniels. I know he struggled, but if you had McDaniels and Patricia, you could have something else. I just, I really I think hope McDaniels too. McDaniels wanted to go though. I, don't I think he wanted to go too, him. but I just, I hope Mac starts against the Colts and I hope he throws for like five touchdowns and just, he just doesn't even acknowledge the crowd because the crowd's gonna cheer for him after they booed him and they cheered for Zappi. I didn't do that because I'm, I love Mac. I'm a Mac guy. I just, I hope he comes back with a fire under his ass. Balls I out. Don't, I don't understand the booing of your, like, Everyone has bad games. It it, totally. it happens. Tom Brady has had bad games, and that's the goat. I've never understood people booing, and uh, like Twitter was a mess with people saying things about Mac Jones. I don't understand that because at the end of the day, he is still QB one. He is still your starter. Yeah. Why exactly. any of that took place? I, I want like... to touch. Go Sorry, ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to touch on on Jake's talking about Matt Patricia being hired. I understand. It's a defensive-minded person. Bill Belichick has a tendency to love to hire people he's worked with in the past because they follow him. And that's why I dumped last week that uh, with Rob, and Rob was not happy that I even brought this into the light uh, about if Josh McDaniels got fired, that Bill Belichick would call him and bring him back in a heartbeat. And Rob was not happy with me saying that because Rob hates him. But... Uh, I think he Bill would. Bill. I just think if you bring in McDaniels again, I know he he wasn't the he made some weird calls, he but he's still a, he's still a halfback draw on third and on third and ten. I don't, I don't. That's not a weird call. That's an atrocious call. That is like he's or, made it known he doesn't want to be there though. So I even if Bill calls, I feel like Josh will just be like, no, I'm done. Like I don't. I, I think he doesn't want to be there because I honestly think uh, when he had the Colts position. Uh, I don't know how true, but I read an article saying that Robert Kraft was like, "Hey, when Bill retires, you know, you're you're the new head coach." Here. <laughs> but I think Bill's not going anywhere for the net until he passes on Shula, and I think that's 100 percent true. We're looking at he's been with Denver, he's been with the Colts, and now the Raiders. He's not successful. He continues to leave and go other places. He doesn't want to be there. Exactly. So, you don't let him. Don't bring him back. You don't you don't bring somebody like that back. I as much as you like McDaniels, you have to progress forward, be it to back to Bill O'Brien or whoever the next man may be. I like McDaniels. I, I I'm opposite of Rob. I actually do like McDaniels. I hate Matt Patricia. I think Matt Patricia was an absolute mistake and do not bring McDaniels back. I'm right see, it's a very interesting debate. And this is something that in the comments we want to hear from you guys. Who do you like more, Patricia McDaniels? What should these teams do to get better? This has been another exciting episode of the House Call Podcast. Remember, you can't listen to the, watch us right now. You can't. You're doing whatever. We're on Spotify. Give us a listen. We're on your social medias: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You name it, we're there. We've got the merch link that's scrolling across the bottom. This has been the House Call Podcast signing off. Let's ride. So with this in mind, one of the big questions you mentioned, Ernesto, is will he stay healthy? Because you look at his first three years 